Hello, everyone. This is Sheriff Tony, and welcome to Shop Talk with the Sheriff. This is our podcast here at the Broward Sheriff's Office. Today, continuing with our open dialogue and discussion with the community about the things we're doing related to police reform. You know, the last time on the air, we talked a little bit about the importance behind some of the more progressive things we've done here at the Sheriff's Office to be more accountable and transparent. One of the key things I had talked about was the importance of hearing from the community and being more inclusive, getting the community engaged and involved in some of the activities and investments that we are doing here in the Sheriff's Office to gain the trust of the community and ensure that we had a legitimate partnership. And today I have a guest. I have uh, Captain Renee Peterson, a long-term BSO veteran who's been here for roughly 17 years, but collectively over 20 plus years in law enforcement. Renee Peterson is leading up our neighborhood support team. I was super uh, honored to meet her early on in my first 20 months. Uh, at the time, she was a sergeant. And within the first probably five minutes, I was like, okay, rock star, note, we got to move this woman into a position of power so she can help lead this agency. And so we launched our neighborhood support team last year. Uh, ideal, the idea behind it was to really engage in like neighbor, neighborhood support elements in terms of community policing, making sure that we're partnering up and understanding what the needs are for the community. And we've had a lot of success from uh, Captain Peterson's crew leading up and partnering up with Feeding South Florida. I think you guys dispersed like 16 million pounds of food, working with Paco over there, um, delivering different food services on this crisis of COVID-19 and many other really cool things. But today uh, I wanna talk about the Social Justice Task Force and introduce you all to uh, Captain Peterson. Uh, she is leading up the Social Justice Task Force. There was no one uh, more suitable to take this on. She loves the community, the community knows her, uh, both from a career standpoint and on a personal standpoint. She's tied into so many different 5013Cs throughout Broward County and just a champion uh, for this agency and for doing the right thing for Broward County. So without further ado, Captain Peterson, welcome to the microphone today. Thank you um, for all the accolades. This is gonna be a great interview. You started off just right, so thank you. <laughs> Listen, uh, I think it's going to be an important time. Last time on the mic, I talked about the Social Justice Task Force, but I didn't dive into it. Renee, I wanted you to talk about it. Tell me a little bit about what the Social Justice Task Force is and what direction you're going to be guiding this thing uh, forward. So what it is, it started out as a simple idea to do something. Um, you tend to ask great questions during time of need in the community. As far as COVID, you asked, what are we doing for the seniors? And that's how Operation Helping Hands was birthed. And during a lot of civil unrest leading up to incidents like George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, you asked the question, what are we doing to ensure the community that we're in front of this and not behind it? And it was a very important question because that sparked me, started me thinking, who can we bring to the table? It's one thing to get out there with protesters and let them know that we're with them, we empathize with them, but we need to have real dialogue that actually moves the dial. So I reached out to a lot of um, activists in the community, people that are engaged, not, listen, there's loud music on my street and when the music's gone, they're gone, they're not right. engaged. I'm talking people who have been a part of the grassroots movement in the community. And a lot of these people, I, I was surprised, they wanted to be here, they wanted to meet with you and talk to you. And out of that June 5th meeting, 
it was so engaging. It was a one hour meeting, you recall. And it turned out to be like three hours. You canceled other meetings. And then other people called and wanted to know, I want to be at the table. So we had the July 1st meeting. And I will never forget, and this is the honest truth, how this started. Um, Naomi Cobbs, who's a a long-term activist, asked a question of you in that meeting. She said, thank you for having us. I've been going to meetings my whole life. Put me to work, Sheriff. Uh, We want to work. And I sat back and I listened and I heard her. And I'm thinking, if this went so great, the phone calls afterwards, more people wanted to get engaged. I'm thinking, what could we do if we did this on a regular? We just didn't listen. We took the concerns and we moved it and we did something with it. So basically, that's how the Social Justice Task Force started. Ms. Cobbs asking a question, what what, what are we going to do next? Please put me to work. You know, that's huge because the last time I was on the air and we were talking, uh, I talked about the importance of hearing the community, but then acting. And what Ms. Cobbs had brought up was exactly that. It was like, listen, I'm with you. I hear it. Uh, I'm on track. But now tell me what we're going to do going forward. So that's a huge segue going into uh, why the importance of the Social Justice Task Force. How are you going about developing it? You know, what, what's your idea behind, you know, membership? Uh, how frequently are you going to be meeting and what issues do you think um, are right on the surface, considering we're still in that, you know, post George Floyd, you know, period of police reform? Well, so what I think is important to know is that we don't want this to just be a knee jerk action, because once everything kind of settles down, things go back to normal, people lose interest. I would like for this task force for the agency and the community to be here long after we're gone. 50 years from now, this is it can be another name. It doesn't matter to me, but for us to have this relationship where we're able to bring in people that we can cultivate and make goodwill ambassadors for BSO, because now we're giving them backstage access to what we actually do. They're gonna have um, the ability to do a ride along. Every meeting that we host is gonna have some educational component. The first meeting, we're gonna have uh, Captain Samaru from training talking about eight can't wait and de-escalation training. And this meeting, the task force is gonna meet every other month. Keep in mind that was done strategically because a lot of these people are active on other boards, so we don't want it to be too cumbersome where they can't be involved. But also that eight-week period between meeting gives us the opportunity to receive the concerns from their areas of the communities that they represent, and it gives us eight weeks to reach out into the districts, work with our neighborhood support teams, specialized units, and try to mitigate some of these issues and come back to the table the next meeting, and we can open up with announcements, and then we talk about issues that we've resolved and things that are ongoing and also while receiving more concerns. So that is the goal of the task force, to bring in information from these key players while educating them while they're here. And at the end of the day, we could take 20 individuals that are now out there instead of us always trying to be our own cheerleaders. They could say, wait, I've been with BSO on this task force. I've done ride-alongs. What your ask is, is not possible, and let me explain why. And it really gives that person the credibility to talk to people that they trust and also allow us a bridge to come out and meet people in the community and have them vouch for us, if that makes sense. It does. And, you know, one thing I want to pivot to is the importance of, you know, how are you ensuring that as you bring in new membership and new partnerships into the social task force, uh, that it be a diverse population. Broward County is very diverse. So what are you looking at when you're going through your selection process? Well, that I'm glad you asked that question because it was deliberate that 
we wanted this task force to be diverse. It shouldn't be all black, all white, all Hispanic. It has to represent us as a county. So what I did is I looked at different organizations. Children's Service Council has been a longtime partner. And um, Andrew Leone, who's one of the members, he's Italian, he's from Italy, and he is very dialed into the community. Um, we also have um, someone from the um, ADGG, they're at representing the African diaspora for good governance. They're very dialed in with the community and how to bridge the gap between the um, African community and the Caribbean black American community. We also have representative, uh, someone you introduced me to, Kristen Palacio, who represents the Hispanic Bar Association. So looking at individuals like that, yes, we want diversity. We encourage it. And I will tell you, it was kind of easy because we absolutely cultivate these relationships. So all we had to do is look at diverse organizations and ask for a representative from those areas. That's great. Have you started looking at, you know, what type of established tenure are you looking for? Or are the members that are going to be part of the social justice task force going to be on for a year, two years, three years, four years? Or is this going to be kind of a evolving process uh, in terms of who gets to participate? The reason why I bring that up is uh, any new ideas are great. And sometimes what can happen is you can become stagnant if it's a body or a group that sits there for six years. We want fresh eyes in there. So what's your considerations on that? So it's only going to be a one year term, as sad as that is to some of them. But I actually think that's great because think about it. If we have 20 for the first year and the next year we have 20, multiply that by five years and the people that we get to touch and they get to learn and go out and educate. So everybody coming in knows that this is a one-year term and then we will open it up to other people. And I can tell you, we already have a waiting list of people. So what the long-term goal, and you made this suggestion early on when I talked to you about this idea, you said, let's make it regional. So neighborhood support teams broken down into five regions. Take, for example, the Northeast region. You have Pompano Beach, Deerfield, North Lauderdale, Oakland Park, four big cities. It would be lucrative to bring leaders together in a common area because someone from West Park doesn't want to go all the way up there. And why do they care about what's going on up there? They don't live there. So bringing these people together, we're helping them network and we're also giving them their own little neighborhood you know, uh, task force. And if we roll this out in five regions, now we don't have to worry about having such a long waiting list. We can try to accommodate everybody who wants to have a seat at the table. No, that's a great philosophy. And I agree. I think that the short term gives you a chance to really spread this out and get people involved. So if I want to join, I'm listening in. I'm like, man, Sheriff Tony and, you know, Kathleen Peterson's rocking right now. I like everything she had to say. And, you know, Sheriff Tony ain't too bad either. But, you know, I'm, I'm really <laughs> listening to uh, Kathleen Peterson. Like, how do they join? You know, direct them. Is You got a number, you got an email. Where, where's our listeners going to right now? Absolutely. So I can tell you right now, um, we have a long waiting list. So if somebody wants to join, they will absolutely be able to call. We have a number designated for the NST line. The number is 954-321-4412, 954-321-4412. And that's the number for the NST line. Uh, an alternate number is 4410. I want to throw that out there because the line sometimes gets backed up with voicemails and we have various people checking them. Um, if you also, an underused resource that we want to get out there on sheriff.org, we have community resources and there's a neighborhood support team page. Please go to that link and click on my name. We have a sergeant and NST specialist. Send us an email and tell us what you do in the community and we'll definitely add you to the list. Um, right now, we are at 21 people for the task force and there are criterias 
there's a background check. We will require you when it's safe to do so, a ride along, so you get to know what it is we do in the agency. And you have over six months to do that. With COVID, there's no rush with that. And we just ask for a headshot and a bio. And we ask that you be engaged in the community because we want people who have been out there and that can lend something to the task force. All right, that's awesome. So I'm sure we helped somebody get to their destination who's been driving and listening. They're probably there now. To wrap this thing up really quick, uh, in one short kind of 30-second you know, sell on this thing, how important is this social justice task force for this community and important for the community to get involved? It's very important um, for the sheriff's office, but mainly for the community. I find a lot of times people want things to change and they want them to be fixed by somebody other than them. And I think that to be involved and know what the needs of the community are, we need to be in dialogue with them. So I would encourage people, even if you're not on the task force, reach out to us because we want to have that relationship. And this is this is huge. This is, I think, could be a game changer for the relationships that we build moving forward between the Broward Sheriff's Office and the residents of Broward County. Awesome. So there you have it. Uh, live on the mic today, we had Captain Renee Peterson, head of the Neighborhood Support Team, leading up the Social Justice Task Force here. Uh, thank you for coming in, we appreciate your time. I love all the great work you've been doing. Thanks for being a good friend and mentor and commander in this organization. Uh, but we will have you all join us next time. I am Sheriff Tony. Thank you for joining us on Shop Talk with the Sheriff. Stay tuned, stay safe. And again, if you wanna follow me and send me direct comments, you can always go to Instagram. It's BSO Sheriff Tony. It is me, it is not a stunt double. I will answer as, as I can. And remember to be safe and love somebody a little bit more than you love yourself. Take care.